You are now entering the world of Blissful Living, broadcasting around the globe and on the Blissful Living Network with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you lacking energy, clarity, and that sense of true well-being? Are you overworked, underpaid, and know that you deserve more in life? You are not alone. Improve your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living, the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Blissful Living Show. As you know, I am the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. And we're doing something a little bit different. We're giving you exposure, double exposure, so to speak, to the phenomenal women that are in my collaborative book project called Unstoppable, Being Fierce, Fearless, and Unfuckwithable in, in Life and Business. And so this interview is really to celebrate and highlight these beautiful, unstoppable women that have words of wisdom to share with not only all of us women, but the very few smart men or a few smart, smart very men. No, that's not right. Anyways, y'all know what I'm trying to say with regards to um, helping them to share words of wisdom from us with the women in their lives. So before I get started introducing the guest and all of that good stuff, I want to just take care of some business. First of all, um, if you like this show, please subscribe to the show and share it with everybody you love and care about. Um, secondly, if you're a fella, a man watching this and you have some phenomenal women in your life that you want to help them just really kill the game and be able to be fierce and fearless, then share this show with them. And then third of all, of course, um, you know, take this time, find a place to sit, relax, get something to write with your favorite beverage, tell the family to give you a few minutes to chill, about 30, 35, 40 minutes to chill and just really take this time for yourself um, because I guarantee that the the authors and the, the guests that are with us today have nuggets of gold that you're going to want to capture. Of course, now you can always download the show and re-listen to it, but you're getting it video right now and then later audio if you need to or want to. Um, but this is a perfect time to take for yourself, right? Okay. And then I want to thank the sponsors of the show, Blissful Living for You at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com. They have an abundance of things to help you to really step into unlocking your bliss and living your dream life by balancing the pillars of your wellness, wisdom, and wealth. Without those pillars being balanced, you cannot step into not only living your dream life, but really owning and claiming it. So check out Blissful Living at blissfullivingforyou.com. And then the next sponsor, All Day Cable Incorporated, <clears throat> telecommunications installation company located in Silicon Valley, been in business for over 31 years now, and they're the heart and soul of your network distribution. So if you need voice data, fiber optic cabling, wireless, video access speaker, all of that, they do all of that. And they've been, like I said, around in Silicon Valley since uh, 1989, and they've had customer retention. Some of the customers have been with them since the inception of the business. So if you're looking to make that right connection the very first time, because connection is money nowadays. If you can't connect with your customer, you can be losing a lot of money. Or if connection is faulty, that can hamper your ability to um, really service your customers with quality. Um, then you want to check out All Day Cable Inc. at alldaycableinc.com. All right. So here we go. Because, you know, I'm bringing it with energy. And I have two phenomenal guests with me tonight. Melinda Holmes and Dr. Pam Perry. And we may have someone else joining us shortly. But for right now, 
I want to just open it up and bring these women to you. They are authors in the collaborative book project, Unstoppable, Being Fierce, Fearless, and Unfuckwithable in Life and Business. And so, Melinda, I want you to share with the audience, take a minute or two to share with the audience who you are and what you do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Rochelle. So happy to be here. And I'm honored and excited. So, yes, uh, my name is Melinda Holmes, and I'm a customer experience consultant. I've been in the customer experience industry for close to, believe it or not, close to 20 years, working across different industries, uh, technology companies, um, medical companies, um, different call centers. And uh, I've been on different journeys where I've, I've done cake decorating, I've done catering, I'm, I'm even a certified wellness coach. So I've had different business ventures. <laughs> been along different paths. Um, and uh, I just came through the journey of just figuring out what I wanted to do uh, as far as helping people as an entrepreneur. And I just uh, really just saw a need and a love for entrepreneurs and small business owners and just saw the, the, the impact that customer experience has had on businesses and how retention, the power of retention has helped businesses uh, stay afloat, increase their income and profits. And I decided that that was my calling, that I can use what I learned to help larger businesses and, and help smaller businesses, uh, entrepreneurs uh, learn the power of retention and how customer experience and customer service can can increase their profits and, and help them grow and scale at a, at a faster level. So I'm, I'm originally from, I know I'm going a little backwards, but... <laughs> I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. I'm now living in Jersey City. I have a love of nature. I love wellness. Uh, I love yoga. I love just having a good time, spending time with my family and friends, and just discovering uh, new new journeys. I love to travel. So that's uh, that's me. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Melinda. And we have Dr. Pam Perry. And I see my little baby there, Peppy. Yes, Peppy. <laughs> Peppy. He's so he's so dog adorable. I need to have a show with just Peppy and my dog, and we call it Happy Doggy Hour or something. But <laughs> hi, Peppy. Hi, baby. He's loving on his mommy, Pammy. Pam, please tell the audience about you, your expertise, what you do. All right. Thank you, Rochelle. Thank you, Rochelle. Okay, now he wants to get down when I'm talking. Like, okay, of course. I'm, like, I'm bored with that. Like, here she go. Uh, so I'm a publicist by trade. Uh, I've been in publicity for about 30 years. Uh, my company is 20 years old, Ministry Marketing Solutions, also known as PamPerryPR.com. And so I've been doing that 20 years. And primarily, I work with uh, authors and speakers, helping them get out there and get known, which is the name of my podcast as well. Mm -hmm. And I also publish Speakers Magazine, which is a magazine that really feeds and features speakers. We're the official mm -hmm. magazine, the Black Speakers Network. So primarily, my background has been in journalism. That's where I started. Started at one point. First job out of college was at the Detroit Free Press. Stayed there for about seven years. I uh, left that and then I went into radio. Was there for about three or four years. Then I went to go work at a nonprofit. I really, really enjoyed that work. I was the development director. Then eventually I went to another nonprofit, the Salvation Army, and mm -hmm. I was the PR director for there. And I stayed there for about seven years. So kind of like, you know, had uh, my hand in a lot of different things, but I found that when I worked with the nonprofit in PR, I could work with newspapers, magazines, 
radio, television. And, uh, and so when I started my company, Ministry Marketing Solutions in 2000, I said, I really want to be, uh, work with all types of media. And primarily my niche is because I love authors. I love speakers. Uh, I've worked with some of the, some of the best of the best. And so I said, they inspire me. So if I said, I'm going to do PR, I want to do it for something that I love. And I know that will be life-changing for other people, which is authors and speakers. So that's where that came. The Speakers Magazine is about five years old. Um, the podcast is about, I've been podcasting like since 2009, but I always wanted to do podcasts to help. Um, it's like a radio show. So I would do like a radio show for authors. I had one podcast called Chocolate Pages. I had another podcast called Synergy Energy. So media is my thing. This is my jam. People call me the PR angel because I help people manifest media uh, so mm -hmm. they can get out there and get known. So that's I love that. That's the short end. <laughs> that's the short I part. I love of it. it. I'm going to double dip you guys and record us on two different plat, two different areas. Um, okay. So yeah, girl. You know Back up. You know we can't just settle for one. We got to try to hit all avenues. Mm -hmm. um, so there you have it. Our phenomenal um, guest for tonight's uh, show. And um, again, I want to mention that they are authors in the collaborative book project, Unstoppable. Uh, and it's a project that came about uh, a variety of ways. And I'm not going to go into that right now because I really want to highlight the authors and ask them some, you know, really good questions. So again, if you have not already found a place to sit, I suggest you do that and gather something to write with because he's not, these, these ladies are going to share some nuggets of gold with you that you'll be able to take away immediately and incorporate into your life. So uh, what I want to ask you ladies to start off the interview is um, with regards to being unstoppable, do you believe that we are naturally born unstoppable or is it something that we develop over time as we travel down our path to bliss? So I'm going to start with you, Dr. Pam Perry. What are your thoughts behind that? I don't think, I don't think it's a natural thing. I don't think it's innate. I mean, if someone puts up like for babies when they're born, it's like, stop, right? Okay. They're not going to keep going. They're trying to stop, right? Because, you know, they would get punished or, you know, don't do that or whatever. So it's not, it's not natural to do that, but it is something that um, be resilient, um, being something that is um, persistent, that comes over time. And that does take a little bit of courage and just a whole like a shutzpah, like, okay, I'm going to do this regardless. I, I don't care what anybody says. This is what, what I'm going to do. It's the natural way to just take the road of least resistance, which is like, okay, I'll just go with the flow, but it takes a little bit more shutsba to just say, I'm going to be unstoppable. I don't care what's, what it's going to take and I'm going to push through. And that really just take it. It's, it's innate of um, inside a person that really is, is telling them that, okay, this is the way you should go. You're going to have to fight for it. And, and if you, if you fight for it, you'll get it. Most people, you have you heard this saying like, "How bad do you want it?" Mm -hmm. So most people, it's like you know, it's not worth it. I'm not. I don't want to go through that wall. I'm just going to sit here on the ledge. So it's 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 not. It's something that's developed over time. And I think once people, maybe if they've been defeated once, mm -hmm. they they may then say that it's worth it to just. Um, 
I don't want to, how to say it. It's like, I've been defeated before. I don't want that feeling to come again. So say for instance, someone who runs for uh, office, elected office, right? Mm -hmm. And they've lost maybe several times. Maybe they ran two or three times. And the campaign is like, you know, the campaign manager is like, come on, we could do this. We could do this. Mm -hmm. But the person who, who is really running, they're the ones that have to have that tenacity. They're the ones that have to say, I'm going to be unstoppable. I'm going to push through regardless. They're the one that says, yes, we can, right? Yes. <laughs> so they're, yes. Going to, they're going to do that. So, yeah, it is something that is not natural. It's developed. So, Melinda, now, <laughs> with regards to the question, do you think, and I'm going to change it from unstoppable to being fearless. Do mm. you think a person, particularly since we're talking about women, do you think we women are have an inborn, in inbred trait of being fearless um, that occurs naturally in us? Or do you think that's something that we develop depending on the circumstances that happen on our path to bliss? Mm -hmm. I think it depends. <laughs> I feel like every um, individual has their own journey. I, I, I look at some people like just being really fearful. Like someone says, oh, stop being a scaredy cat. You're a scaredy cat. And then they may go through something where they get over a fear or they grow into it. Like for, for me, I remember being more fearless as, as a child. Like I remember trying oh out for the glee club, right? <laughs> I'm like, and and I didn't get I didn't get accepted. I didn't make it. And then I went and 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 uh, asked my teacher if I can ask the glee club coordinator again and she let me go and I asked her I said you know I know I didn't make it the first time but can I try out again because I really wanted to get it and I didn't have that fear of like asking again and 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 going and you know trying out again but then through life I did like like Dr. Pam said had some discouragements and and had some bad experiences where like I stepped into a, a state of fear because of those experiences and I was like well it's safer to just be in this this uh the safe space in in the comfort zone um and then i had to just over years we we like build up that feet that 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 uh courage to become um fearless again and even still to this day there's certain things i have to like really give that self-talk like melinda you 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 got this you have nothing to lose go for it so i i think it, everyone has their own journey um but it, it's definitely a muscle like no matter where you are, you you always have to continue to 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 maintain that that mindset of not letting fear stop you and 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 not you know becoming like in that in that thing in that comfort zone. I love that. I love that. I love how you said that it's like a muscle because I think when all of us were children, I I, I can honestly say the only thing I was fearful of was my parents, my mm. auntie, my grandma. <laughs> Because, you know, if you bad, when I was growing up, you bad, you got to tan, your butt tanned, right, so to speak. You got mm -hmm. your high tan, so to speak. And so those were the only things I was, was really fearful of. I wasn't fearful. I mean, I grew up in the hood for, you know, at least the first 10 years of my life. And so, you know, if you showed fear, you were the kid that got picked on all the time, right? And so I think, and as kids, we're fear, we're fearless because we don't know the things that we should be fearful of, right? So we're fearless. And and as a as young little girl, I'm sure we were all fearless. We were doing stuff we probably shouldn't have been doing, but we didn't have any fear. It's not until you have these experiences as you travel down, I like to say your path to bliss, 
that come up upon you and it makes you fearful. But it's not, it's, um, I think the important part is when you come up upon a fear that you're able to, if you can recognize, hey, this is catching me off guard. I don't know what to do about this. I'm a little scared. Um, But if you still push through it anyways, you realize that what you thought you were really afraid of was really nothing because we start conjuring stuff up in our mind, right? And a lot of times that stuff is in our mind, but it's not reality. And then you push through and you'd be like, dang, all that stuff I was thinking of wasn't even there, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it, I think as children, we're fearless. And then as we grow through, mm-hmm. you know, childhood, teenagehood, adulthood, we become fearful because we start worrying about other things. Um, but a true unstoppable woman, like what we all are, um, realizes that and continues to push through no matter what. If you're mm-hmm. defeated, a defeat is not really a defeat. It's just a lesson learned on how not to do something mm-hmm. that way because it wasn't successful. You figure out another way, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I just, I, I love, love, love talking about this because I think as women, sometimes we can be in our own bubble, in our own space. And having dialogue like this allows other women to say, you know what, that's exactly true. I was right there. You know, mm-hmm. I was right there. And these women did it and I can learn from them. So my next question is, when it comes to that coming up at that crossroad where you are confronted with something that you are really fearful about, but you know you need to step forward, what is something that you've done in your past that has pushed you through, I want to say, that magma into that beautiful essence beyond, you know, what you appeared that appeared to be fearful. What was something that you did to help you go through that, to come to the other side, to keep moving on down your journey? And Dr. Pam, I'm going to start with you. You know, it's really hard because I'm not really fearful. I'm not a fearful person. So, and I, and, and I can give you an example of something that I did a long time ago, like even as a child. So, I had went to the YMCA, YMCA to learn how to swim, but I really didn't know how to really, really swim. Just kind of like a little bit, like floating really good. <laughs> and uh, and I remember going to the um, the park with my two cousins. They were younger than me and they could swim really well. And they were going up the, the to the diving board and jumping mm-hmm. off and going in. And, they, and I sat there and I was watching them and watching them. And I was looking, I was like, I'm going to do that. And they said, can you swim? I was like, yeah, I can swim. And I'm walking up the thing. I go on the diving board. I jump and I go into the pool. This is just like just how I am. I'm just like an activator. And I knew how to dog pedal. And I jumped I jumped in, dog pedal my way over to the edge. And it was like, I did it. I'm good. And then, you know, other people were like, but you really can't swim. It says you can't <laughs> all the way over there. I was like, yeah. I said, but. I was I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid. Um, I mean, there's things obviously that I'm scared of, like like scary movies and stuff like that. But like if it's something that I know that I need to do, I usually like what Melinda said. Um, it's it's self talk. I, I talk myself into saying you could do this. Uh, I always had a fear or a phobia, I guess you would say, of asking questions mm-hmm. in a conference when uh, after a after a lecture right mm-hmm. so there's a lecturer and then i said does anybody have any questions and I always have questions, but i always felt afraid to 
uh, to, to how it's going to look in front of other people. Like, is that going to be a stupid question? So in order to bust through that fear, that phobia, I just made myself just jump up, whether I even had the question prepared or not. I was like, I'm just going to go right up to the microphone. And eventually, um, that's not a thing for me anymore. So you just practice some of the things that, that you know, to, to overcome the fear, whatever you're afraid of, just keep practicing. If it's speaking in public, just practice. If whatever it is, you just practice because what it is, is you're just afraid how you're going to look. And the only way you can overcome that is by practice, you know, just becoming better. So mm -hmm. I don't really, you know, there's, there's been some things that um, I've been afraid of, but again, if you practice or you feel prepared, you're more confident. And so I think the more confidence you have, the, the less you'll be afraid. So that's really like my main thing. It's just, you know, Pam, you, you, Dr. Pam, you, you said some, like, I can relate to everything you said because mm -hmm. I was that little girl because right. I was a girl they grew up around all boys. I was the only girl. So, you know, right. So you just kind of just do stuff. Um, but I like what you shared with regards to anybody listening to us or watching us right now. If you're afraid to do something, you just do it because nine times out of 10, what you're afraid to do is not that big a deal, but we do all the stuff in our head, particularly like with public speaking or speaking, I could share a story about me. Um, but it was, I just did it. And, and the one thing, like, I was super shy. Like, even though I was tenacious with the boys I grew up with in the hood and all of that, when it came to putting myself out front, I was super shy because I was always behind a bunch of boys or in the middle of a bunch of boys, right? And so public speaking was not something I thought I could ever do. And um, I remember being asked by my priest at that time as a Catholic practicing Catholic and I was asked by my priest to read at his mass and he had the largest mass for two, three, four thousand people. And I'm like, I can't do that. And he said, Well, why not? I said, Well, what if I make a mistake? I said, there's two issues. One, I might make a mistake. And two, I'm very clumsy. So I'm either gonna fall going up the altar or I'm gonna fall coming down the altar altar, right? So he said, Well, I can't help you. He said, he, he says, here's two things. He said, if you go up and read and you make a mistake, say it with confidence because nobody's gonna know because they're gonna be looking at you. They're not gonna be looking at the, the book. And he said, and if you fall coming up or down, just know that me and one of the altar servers come down and pick you up. So you got two angels that'll lift you up to get you up to greatness. <laughs> and I was like, he was also a basketball fan. He was a Laker fan. He was from LA. And of course I'm from the Bay. So I was a Golden State Warrior fan. So it was like, and he was a huge Kobe fan. So I was like, okay, I can respect that from a true baller fan, you know, and, and, it, <laughs> it, and that's, you know, I held that with me because what I realized was I was afraid that I would criticize, that people would criticize me and look at me like how I was looking at other people. Mm -hmm. And when that came to my reality, it's, it's like, just it just shed everything. And then I just became, you can't shut me up when I get out there. But it's just pushing through that moment. Like you, you knew you couldn't swim, but you did it anyways. Mm -hmm. You didn't drown, you're here today, right? It's just pushing mm -hmm. through that moment. And when you push through that moment, you, you, you will survive and you will come out on the other side mm -hmm. better. Now I wanna ask you ladies, with regards to what you have to share in the book, and um, it's gonna be a little enticing, like a little foreplay, so to speak. But with regards to what you, <laughs> you know, I'm a mess. With regards to what you share in the book, um, what little enticer would you like to share with the audience that is going to hook them? into wanting to know more about your story and your journey that you share in the book. And I'm going to start with you, Melinda. Oh, that's tough. Just to like give a little tease without 
Yeah, like, you know, a little foreplay. <laughs> I'm, so bad at keeping, I'm the one that tells the whole story. Like, it's all the information. <laughs> you got, girl, do you got Irish in you? Because I understand I got, that's what Irish people do. <laughs> I do, actually. <laughs> but my, yes, I do, actually. But, yeah, from my great-grandfather, I believe. Um, so, I mean, what I would say in, is just, the power of community um, and how important it is to have community, um, not only in your personal life, but also as a professional, whether it's in a career you're in or if you have your own business, just uh, like Dr. Pam said, you know, that, that whole thing about asking questions, like that there are times that I think most of the time that that is so important to be comfortable with reaching out to that that community that you have um because it, it it's so essential like it, you shouldn't have to do anything or feel like you have to go through any journey alone um so that that's what i would just share as a little tidbit <laughs> Love it, love it. So you guys need to, you know, pay attention to when the book is being released and when you can get your copy so that you can find out what Melinda really has to say in her chapter about that. And Dr. Pam, what is your enticer? Because, you know, you're just a beautiful, pretty lady, and I know you've got lots of words of wisdom. So I know you got a good little foreplay for your chapter. Yeah, the, the main thing that my chapter is really helping people to get out there, get known, uh, not be afraid to shine their light. Uh, give them real examples of people. People really do want to be seen um, in the media, say CNN or Oprah or whatever, but then they also have this other kind of thing like, <gasps> like, oh my God, I don't know if I can really do that. So I really just outline steps on how to really garner media um, from someone who's worked in media and then someone who is also a media um person as well, like the magazine as well. So I outline some steps, like basic steps. And then I talk about mind mapping and how to mind map their way to get media as well, which is something, because I think once people know, they won't be afraid. So they right. can become unstoppable. So I really just try to lay it out in, in like, you can do this type of thing. Like you can do this. If you, I just had someone text me just now and just said that, you know, this happened today and they were on television and they're so excited. And, and, and I was like, yep, I knew it. I saw it in you all the time. So people who have a message need to really share the message, shine their light uh, and not be afraid to and uh, shine bright. And so just outlining that, telling them about the mindset and then actually giving them the tools and the, the, the know-how on how to go, go about it, where to go to find the media and what to say. That's really it. like what, where they are and what to say to them. And then you'll get on. Uh, media, you know, whether it's newspapers, magazines, radio, TV. So that's love really it. I love it. So see, there you have it. We have some enticers, some foreplay, so to speak, for you all to pay attention to when this book is going to be released so that you can get your copy. And again, it's a book that you want to share with every woman in your life. So you want to get a copy or, you know, get multiple e-copies of it and share it with the women in your life because um, there's words of wisdom from every author in the book that will help someone no matter where they are in their journey on their path to bliss to push forward and really be that unstoppable woman. So now with regards to um, the whole project, you know, I kind of am a person that um, 
likes to create things that go beyond us, that likes to transcend time, so to speak. I've done a lot of stuff and I don't want what I've done today to end at the end of the century. I want to be in the 25th century, Buck Rogers, 21st, I think that was 21st century. Anyways, um, <laughs> but I want us to be in the 25th century and I want people to be like, oh my gosh, way back then, these words of wisdom, these ladies wrote still resonate mm. with us today and are still helping us to pursue being unstoppable. And I think of like the words like Napoleon Hill's book or uh, Florence Schiff mm. Hall's book, where those words were written over a hundred years ago, but they still resonate and help us today. So with regards to that, ladies, when it comes to the words of wisdom that you share in the book, um, and creating a legacy for the future female generations, not only in your lineage, but future female generations that are to come. Um, what would be something <clears throat> that you could share um, with the listeners and the viewers with regards to uh, the capacity to move beyond where they are now to step into the greatness of where they are meant to be. So Dr. Pam, would you would you just share words of wisdom with regards to the legacy in your written words in Unstoppable and how that um, how that is going to help transcend forward into this, the evolution of centuries beyond us. So, so yeah, that it, would it make sense. Yeah, it does it, it it's mindset is everything because the people that you named um, you know, Napoleon Hill and Florence, I mean, they dealt with the mind. So mm, basically yeah. it's like, it's the mindset. And so the only thing that I want people to know, the only thing that's really stopping you is yourself. Anything else you can learn, you can, you can figure it out. Uh, you don't have to be afraid. I mean, so we're really talking about the mindset. So when people see other people who are in a place where they're on media or they're being written about or they have the buzz going on about them or you, you see their name everywhere and um so one of the things that i always tell people i said it, you can have the same thing if you just believe if you see yourself i talk about mind mapping i also talk about vision boards uh sometimes you can put things on your vision board that i'd like to be on this particular show or i like to be i like to meet this and it can happen mm -hmm. So really, I talk about that it can happen and it's in it's by really doing that mind mapping that I talk about in there and then also to the vision board. And then and the, the main thing is just having the courage to step out and actually make the call or send the email, press send, and it, it will happen for you. So a lot of times people are so afraid of um, rejection. It's like, you know, you're going to have some no's. Yes. When you're pitching yourself, you're going to have some no's. But just know the no's are maybe not now or maybe the no's are your next so that you can get through the no's to get to the yes. So you have to go through maybe five no's and then the sixth one, you're going to get a yes. But just know it's just a numbers game and, and, and it's, it's not personal. The mindset has to toughen up. I tell people they have to have thick skin when you are really pitching yourself and don't be afraid. Don't don't be afraid. So I really want that message to really resonate because part of it is. It's not because you're you're trying to reach the media because you want to be quote unquote famous. It's because you have a message to share, right. and it, and and they are not they're not roving reporters like you know like we think they are. They mm -hmm. they need to be pitched. That's how they find their stories. So they right. people to do that. That's the main mm -hmm. thing is to do that and to show up and be that story for them so that people can know 
what it is your message that you want to share what is your what is your light what is the light that you want to share I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. She gave you a lot of gold, nuggets of gold within what she said. And basically, it's just push through it. Know and expect that you're going to get no's. Yeah. But every no is not a bad thing. It's just it's just something you weren't right at the time. You know, you may pitch that story two months later and you'd be at the exact same thing and you're perfect. But a yeah. no doesn't mean it's a rejection. It just means it's not right at this moment in time. You know, mm-hmm. everybody, I think, has got no's. Think of Oprah Winfrey. I mean, you know, she got okay i mean um it's it's the wherewithal to know and not take that no personally and just keep moving forward is what i'm hearing from you dr pam now melinda what what would you have to Mm -hmm. say with regards to that Mm -hmm. well what i would say is um as far as like strategy like as far as taking on anything is possible but you just have to have a strategy behind it and the question is not can i do something but how i can do something and that is why I, I believe in the going back to the power of community. It's not just just saying, okay, I have a community, but it's it's building a strategic community, mm-hmm. one one personally to keep you strong and keep that foundation, but also building a community for your for your clients or your customer, creating a community that they really want and need, so that you are able to create a great experience to to help retain. So as far as like having a strategy, so that you're able to keep that personal wealth in your life, um, keep that that balance, but also to, to keep building your business uh, through an experience and using community as a as a means to do that. So, for example, like when you have a community of of, of customers, you're keeping them together. But it, it goes into figuring out what what keep what's the glue that keeps the community together, and and that's all part of strategy. So whatever you whatever you're doing in life. Um, and whatever type of business you have, it, it's always great to have a strategy. To, to Love it. Now I want to ask you, Melinda, you opened up something and I want to ask you ladies this because um, part of the, the premise behind Unstoppable, the book, is to bring unity with women around the world. And as you guys know, I'm a huge supporter of women veterans. And I think we need to be inclusive of every woman, no matter what, around the world. So my question to you ladies are, with regards to that, is when you are creating your community, should you create a community where everybody is down with you and they, they, everything you say is golden and, you know, they, you know, everything is good and peaches and cream, or should you create a community where people keep it real with you, whether it's good, bad, or, or indifferent, they keep it real, um, with you. What are your answers to those questions, to that question and, um, your rationale behind either or, and, um, let's go ahead and start with you, Melinda, with regards to this Mm -hmm. question. Well, I, I think in order to grow, you have to be open to take constructive criticism. <laughs> so I, I'm not going to create a community where people are just going to yes me and say, oh, you're great. You you know, yes, that, that's awesome. Because there's no way you're going to grow if you're not getting feedback, true feedback. So I need to be challenged. I don't want to be the smartest one in my group, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> so I, I think it's very important that you have of people in your community that is supportive, you know, not there to like bash you or be negative and 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 cause chaos, but but in a loving, uh, constructive way, being able to build one another up and encourage one another, but but with tough love 
and and feedback that will challenge you to grow. I think it's important. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Dr. Pam, what are your thoughts with regards to that question? Yeah, they, they always say that women, um, you know, don't get along or that kind of thing. And, and that, that men tend to, because they were raised like doing sports and that sort of thing, everybody has their role and they have their, you know, they, very rarely do you see quote unquote men acting catty, where I think women were just traditionally kind of like raised where we weren't playing games or sports and things like that. So traditionally, I'm just saying just overall. So I would think that like team building and things like that is easy for men team building around women is a little bit different. I, I even think too, like there's like beauty pageants. Okay. So think about beauty pageants. Men don't have beauty pageants, right? So this is no. the thing where women have to compete against each other, mm. right? It's a different type of a thing. Now you have men where they're playing on teams and they're competing, but they're competing from sports, but not like things like your beauty, your looks, your right. whatever. So it's just a different type of thing. So when, women come together in groups, it is the leader has to really set the tone and has to make it so that she's making everyone feel important and that she needs to know their their opinions, whether it's contrary to hers or not, um, making them feel like their opinions are important and that they are important and that they can voice whatever they, they need. Iron sharpens iron. It's the leader that really has to set the tone for that. Because if you have a lot of women, and I know a few groups that I'm in, a lot of women will um, listen to the leader and yes them, but then behind the leader's back, just say, well, doesn't she think that? And it's like, oh my God, you know, it's like, really, we need to really, so the leader has to set the tone and let everyone voice their opinions, um, let them know that they're important, that they're, there's no right or wrong. We're just really iron sharpening iron. So the more that we hear from each other the better. So it's, it's it's a thing when you look at the way men are socialized and where women are socializing. <laughs> it's like okay, uh, it the, is. the beauty pageant things is really like that. That is, I mean, even as young girls, you know, young girls are watching the beauty pageants and they're looking at people being judged and 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 who it's it's, it's just. I don't think that's good for the psyche, but anyway, but that's mm. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Beauty pageants is the detriment of um, woman's courage and capabilities and confidence within herself because you judge on your mm. appearance and you can't change your appearance. I don't care how much makeup, you know, or whatever you do, you can't change your appearance. You are who you are. And so I think that already sets us in a tone to be judgmental against another woman because we got beauty pageants. And like you said, Dr. Pam, they don't have men beauty pageants, although I would love to see some of that. <laughs> I said that the other day. I would love to see some of them fine brothers and sisters, you know, brothers and <laughs> walking through but they don't they're not judged like that and no. so right off the bat as little girls we know we're being judged by our outward appearance not not the content of our character or the brains that we have within our mind and so i mm -hmm. think for us to get past that um having a supportive group of women around us that call us out on our stuff when we need to be called out and that don't always agree with us helps us to be stronger helps us to be more confident help us to see all aspects of people's lives because uh, everybody that grew up in the hood don't have hood mentality and everybody that grew up wealthy don't have wealthy mentality some wealthy people have hood mentality and vice versa right mm -hmm. so um it's good to have i think all of that in our circle to help elevate us 
into being the true unstoppable women that we are meant to be. And so I have one last thing that I want to share. And um, it's a it's a quote that I, I listen to these these things when I go to the gym, because when I go to the gym, my mind is open. I'm not it's open for creativity, wisdom, divine guidance, whatever, right? And so the other day I was I was doing some squats and uh, it just popped up in my head like, okay, what does this come from? But the quote was, I am my own greatest supporter. Mm-hmm. And when I thought about that quote in context, it really connected me right to the book because every author in this book really has had to be their own greatest supporter. And there are times I know when each and every one of us have had something we've gone through, but we kept it to ourselves because we needed to work through it ourselves first before we could put it out there to get guidance from others, if that was something we were led Mm -hmm. to do. So with regards to the quote as, I am my own greatest supporter, in the last words that you would like to share with those that are watching and listening to us, what would you say that quote means to you? And I'm going to start with you, Dr. Pam. What would you say that quote means to you? Yeah, it's it reminds me of the quote that Oprah said changed her life was like, I'm the captain of mm-hmm. um I'm the captain of my soul. You know, I'm the captain of the of of that. That's what it kind of reminds me. Like you are in charge. You it's your choices. It is uh, your life can be good or bad based on the choices that you make, and you can make those choices. It, it's empowerment. It sounds like an empowering statement. Um, I am my own, my greatest support, meaning that if you don't think you're worthy, no one else will. So right. that's really the main thing. It's just mm-hmm. like you have to have the value first within yourself in order for other people to feel the value that you have. So I, I like that statement. It's empowerment. It's women's empowerment. Um you know, that that kind of Beyonce kind of feel to it, you know, Sasha Fierce kind of a feel. Oh, like, don't even get me started. You go, yo, you go. Yeah. But thank you, Pam. Th- thank you very much, because I, I think it's important that as women, we hear these things and we need to hear them over and over and over again, because we have been so brain tarnished, so to speak, mm-hmm. with the beauty pageants and being judged by how you look, mm-hmm. you know, how big your booty is, how big your boobs are, you know, how little your waist is, what size you are, you know, to me, you're beautiful from your soul outward, not from how the, how you're packaged, right? Because exactly. I've been around some very beautiful people that are ugly as all outdoors, well, outdoors is not beautiful, ugly, but you know what I mean, That is, they have, uh, they're ugly. And then I've been through some people, been with people that are not the most beautiful people looking at them but their soul and their essence and it's so beautiful but they be they become like beauty queens right mm-hmm. and so i think it's i think what you shared is important now melinda what <laughs> does that quote mean to you bring it home for us girl because we are unstoppable <laughs> women well i love i love dr pam's um take on it i think that was wonderful and it's so true and for me it, like that goes back to the song um from Whitney Houston the greatest love of all oh, yeah. right Le- learning to love yourself is is the greatest love of all and it's that self love not just self care but that self love right. that really sustains you and you know like you know you are your own supporter you have to be your own cheerleader because mm-hmm. when you're in your office or <laughs> walking down a block wherever it is it's it's you it, it's about you and you sustain yourself and you give yourself that 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 push and that and that foundation 
And so I think it's just so important that yes, you do get support from other people, but when at the end of the day, it's it's you, it's it's you. <laughs> so I think that's so 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 important. <laughs> I love it. Well, there you have it all. We have the phenomenal Dr. Pam Perry and the phenomenal, fabulous Melinda Holmes with us, and they are authors in the collaborative project I have called Unstoppable. It's a book, Unstoppable, Being Fierce, Fearless, and Unfuckwithable in Life and Business. And I know sometimes we get caught up in the the way things are packaged, but sometimes the most beautiful packages don't contain the most beautiful things. So with regards to you going forward in your journey, just know that we are women here that have, cre that have written stories in this book that... <clears throat> Our, our hope is that these stories and the things that we've gone through will help bring wisdom and guidance to you. So if you're confronted with these challenges, you have information to move forward successfully, seamlessly, and know that there's a whole bunch of other women like you out there that are willing to support and help you. And they're all in this, well, not all of them, but, but my chosen people are in this book. And please pay attention because the book will be coming out in February. I want as many women as possible to come and join our community of being unstoppable and, and really know that we are women that want to unite with other women around the world. We may be in different countries, but we're women. And no matter what, we have the same issues, no matter what. They may appear different, mm -hmm. but the context of them are really the same. And if we can come together and support each other in a spirit of harmony and unity and love and support and empowerment, no matter where we're coming from or no matter where someone may be, we begin to be the powerful force that is needed to change this world to make this a world a better place and so these ladies here are part of this i want all of you to be a part of it and so i want to thank you dr pam 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 perry as well as you melinda holmes i need to slow my road because i'm talking too much talking too fast but i i want to thank you ladies for one being a part of the project and saying yes but for two sharing your time with us this evening and sharing your words of wisdom and your thoughts because i guarantee that what you think you may say may have not been much, but it has touched some woman or some women around the world and has led them on to be being known that they are unstoppable and they do have that gene within them and they do have a community like us that will support them on their journey. So thank you, thank you, thank you, ladies, <laughs> from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And Thank then all y'all watching, pay, pay attention because these ladies are in the book. They already gave you some foreplays of what the chapter might be about. And I know you don't want more. Of course, you know, it's like this orgasmic energy that we need to transfer from the chapters within the book into the women out in the world so that we can step in and be in those fierce, fearless, and definitely unstoppable and unfuckwithable women in life and business so pick up the book when you see it come out be come on come on come on come on and know that we are also supporting women veterans with this project as well our unfor our forgotten heroes um in our society and to all of you listeners again if you like the show please subscribe to the show share it with everybody you love and care about and um when you subscribe you get advanced notifications and all of that stuff so please 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 Again, share the show. You will be able to connect with the ladies. Their link will be in the um, podcast description. So if something they said touched you or you just want to get to know them better or want to see what they are all about and what they do, you'll be able to click on the link um, and connect with them directly. And to our sponsors, Blissful Living for You at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com. Thank you so much. All Day Cable Incorporated. Thank you so much. And again, this show would not be possible for the last woo, 12 years. Um, 
without you all uh, supporting me. So thank you so much for your support. And um, I want to say until next time, I wish you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. And yes, again, I'm going to say it. You will need to pick up a copy of this book. I'm not really pushing it, but I'm pushing it. All right, y'all. <laughs> until next time, be healthy, wealthy, and wise, and take good care, and goodbye for now. I am Rochelle Marie Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous, and saying ciao. Thank you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24-7 on BlissfulLivingForYou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.